Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Tell me, do you know what day it is? Wednesday! It's not Wednesday! Yes, it is. Yes, it is. What, are you still asleep? I'll wake up. Oh, no, thanks very much. It's not for me. I don't want to wake up. I don't want to wake me up. Wake up! 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 Hey, I'm up. I'm up. Now let's get back to work, okay? Okay, everybody. It's showtime. Everything's running smoothly. Dog didn't like that one. You said she was singing along. I think so. I don't think she's singing along. Lolita. I think I woke her up. That's my bad, girl. Might be Lolita. Kitty, a happy hump day. Baby. To the KC morning hoes. My girl, what's the word? What's up? What is that good word? I got boosted. How you feeling? You boosted back better? Well, yeah, mostly I feel better. Yeah, uh, two super sweaty, sleepless night. Um, Ooh, I like that. And That's... one sore throat later. I think I'm on the road to being boosty back better. And, you know, pro tip, if you say boosty, they won't flag you for them CDC COVID tweet things, you know? Uh, they won't yeah. give you one of them weird little, here's where information is, labels. This may or may not be real. Yeah, so just say boosted. Look at that little workaround on a Wednesday. If you heard it, you heard it right here. Yes, right here on your KC Morning Show. Hey, I know we got to do something a little bit different today because Kitty is still on the mend as she gets, you know, her software update. And I got something I'm sure I'm I'll not get. even kidding you. My phone stopped working for 30 minutes. That's so funny. I'm not kidding. I stopped receiving all phone calls, all texts. You better stop. I'm going to put a CDC flag on the show. <laughs> Boosted? <laughs> so, hey, real quick, let's do a little weather dealio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 55 degrees on your Wednesday. What the hell? I don't know. Mm. I, we've lost control. Uh, they're supposed to call for snow this weekend. Snowing this weekend? What the hell? Yeah, it is. Saturday. Yeah, 30 Saturday. They're saying maybe like three inches. Well, hey, guess what? We've got a climate change guy on the show today. Actually, the mayor of Roman Park is going to be on the show, and he's going to try to sort some of this out with us. 34 degrees this evening. A waxing gibbous moon, kitty. Is that, any, is that good? I have no idea anymore. What's our horoscope say? Well, now, come on. Come on, let me see. We can look up yours, too. A friend you've known for years might suddenly shock you by saying some unkind things that you would never have expected of him or her, Scorpio. That's me? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. If they're said about you, you might be very upset because it isn't fair or justified. It never is. Sometimes it's hard to forgive these things, but make the effort. People don't forget. Your friend is going through some rough times that you may not know about, Scorpio. Try to put yourself in the other shoes. Forgive and forget. Like this morning when you got locked outside. You ain't got to say that part. And I got mad at you. Uh Uh-huh. Forgive me. You were on some bullshit, though. I have so many friends with so much material to talk me. Oh, my God. But all right. What about you? Look yours up. Okay. Virgo. Wow. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. What? Read it. A strange communication could come from a person who doesn't leave a name and whose voice you don't recognize, Virgo. It might, however, sound important and therefore could bother you throughout the afternoon. How can you return a call when you don't know who the person is? Don't make yourself crazy, Virgo. This isn't worth agonizing over. If it's important, the person will call back. Remember that as you move through the day. What the f***? 
I don't even know what that means. That was all over the place. Confusing. Mostly. Who's calling me? I never answer strange phone calls, so that's actually pretty accurate. So, Kitty, on the show today, we got Brock Wilbur. He is the editor-in-chief at The Pitch. You know, we are a two-time best local podcast, according to The Pitch and Kansas City. Thanks again for that. Tell your friends, please. Brock is also now part of the ownership group for The Pitch. He's a super funny guy, super nice guy, hosts the Streetwise podcast as well. So we're going to talk to Brock. I've been trying to work on this for a while. Very, very happy that it worked out. And we also have on the show Kitty, like I said, talking climate with Mayor Mike Kelly of Roland Park. They have the KC Regional Climate Action Plan. It's awesome. We're going to talk about it. They're working with the European Union. I mean, that seems that seems rather important, doesn't it? Rather. From Europe? I think Europe. A union? An actual union. The union. The union. Ooh. How's that sound, Kitty? Intense. Hell of a Wednesday. Rate, review, subscribe. Hey, we're still taking emails. Have you checked the email? We got anything in the inbox? Spam. Not a one. Oh, spam. We're still taking them New Year's predictions, baby. Still taking them predictions. We did not see Bob Saget dying. That wasn't on our cards. That wasn't. Mm -hmm. We didn't say that. We would have never wished that upon him. We didn't wish it, but it could be predicted. (sighs) Yeah, I could have. Send us your predictions, my friends. Send us your predictions, y'all. Come on. Every day, something new and stupid happens. You could be that one. You could have already foreseen it. You could have gone viral for your prediction. Casey Morning Show at gmail.com. At Casey Morning Show on Twitter. At the Casey Morning Show on them Instagrams. Kitty, where can they find you? At Holy Hearts. What was that? I don't know. I was thinking of someone witty, and then I was like, nah, just. It's like I was looking at your face and nobody was home. You can get me at Hartzell965. Kitty, that's all I got. Is it a good day to be a Kansas Cityan? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Fair to Midland. Yeah. My name's Art, so that's Kitty. We'll see ya in the morning. Bye. Bye. Where do you sit on this thing? You don't. Rooms are fun. Nowhere else. The KC Morning Show. Brock Wilbur finally on your KC Morning Show. And Brock, I feel like, sir, I feel like we had to have done this because you are editor-in-chief at The Pitch. And I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. Legitimately an institution in Kansas City. We on this show, two-time best local podcast, courtesy of The Pitch. As a kid, I used to grow up and read the smutty stuff in the back because that's how I was able to get my rocks off as like a little middle school kid at a private Christian school. So I was pretty much hooked after that. But I've also since then, realize the importance of the paper the articles the journalism the perspective it's awesome man so i want to say thank you i appreciate what you do and also brock wilbur welcome to your casey morning show it really sounds like you're angling to win for a third year we're here and like it's it's not up to me but i appreciate the enthusiasm starting the process now that's all that's all we're doing <laughs> your foot's never left the door it's always there this is why we get each other man brock i've been wanting to have you on this show for so long it's been a crazy few months a crazy few weeks a crazy year for you man i'm i want to back it up to this time 2021 did you at all think that you would be here now part of the ownership group for the pitch was this a part of the plan? <laughs> uh, my my God, is this not part of the plan? Um, <laughs> I took over the job January 1st of 2020, uh, which was exactly two and a half months before we had the shutdown. So when that hit, I was like, oh, wow, in two months, I shuttered a 40-year publication. This is all my fault because depression yeah. is, uh, is what it is. And then my wife was like, you know, you didn't make COVID. I'm like, I can't be sure. Uh, depression is what it is. Um, so yeah, got to experience 
experience what the pitch was uh, as a functional magazine for about two months and then uh, had to make a magazine for two years sort of piecemeal and and depending on uh, on other people uh, because the finances weren't there and now that the world is kind of reopening the uh, previous ownership was like we would like somebody else to take this because this has been unpleasant and i was like this has been unpleasant what if i double down and become a co-owner in it now <laughs> uh with with my wife and uh, we just we just rolled those dice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I've been a co-owner for a couple of months now. And, uh, boy, I, I already had an 80-hour-a-week job. Uh, and, uh, and now there's more on top of it. Fun, wacky times. So. <laughs> so we've got the here and now. So now I want to back up a little bit, Brock. Where is home for you? Where's the hometown? I grew up in Salina, Kansas, uh, right in the middle of uh, Kansas. And I've spent the last decade plus in Los Angeles, uh, which is where I met my wife who uh, actually was the one to convince me to move to Kansas City, oh, despite wow. having never been here. So, like, I don't know. We all just sort of like, uh, what if we didn't live in this tiny Hollywood apartment for $2,000 a month anymore? It's like, yes, what if we had a savings account one day or took a vacation? It's possible. A better world is possible. <laughs> <laughs> what a concept, huh? Your story, man, is all over the place. But, like, in the best kind of way, I feel like if you're in this game that we call the profession we chose, it's a lot of walks, and everyone's story is totally different. And so I'm hearing you starting off in Salina, then you go West Coast, and now, Viv, your wife, pulls you to Kansas City. I mean, <laughs> is this what you wanted to do from the get-go? What was it when you were, when you were baby boy Brock? What did, what did you want to do? I think that everyone in my sixth grade class at graduation uh, said that they were going to be a marine biologist who studied at Colorado because that's what kids in Kansas dream of, the <laughs> marine biology program, question mark, in Colorado. Uh, and I was the kid that from like second grade onward was like, I'm going to be a ghostbuster. And uh, Paul Rudd from Kansas City achieving that goal, like that's good enough for me, I think now. <laughs> Man, I ask you that because I love your writing. Again, I'm not trying to blow smoke. I love the way you write. I love, I think, the way you go about it. And not just your writing, but you host the Streetwise podcast as well. I just, I'm really interested in the way you approach things. I guess, what is it you think that makes not only your writing, what you do, different, but maybe, I guess, the entire umbrella of the pitch? I don't know. It's just like the definition of simpatico. I feel like you all have gone very similar parallel trajectories. So I'm going to quit talking. You tell me why. So over the course of, of a, a weird uh, life, I've written a bunch of movies and TV shows, toured for years as a stand-up comedian, uh, wrote for years on the video game League of Legends, and done serious journalism. And I find that all of these things are basically just the same thing, which is how do you tell a story that people want to hear and if you can do stand-up just about how boring your day was and slay a room, then you can cover a really dry-ass city council meeting <laughs> and find what's interesting to people there. So, um, yeah, when, when, I'm, when I got the pitch gig originally, I, I was asking people around town because I was new to Kansas City. I was like, well, what, did, what do you love about the pitch? And they're like, we don't particularly love what it's become or what it was when it was under corporate ownership for a few years it was basically just like brunch periodicals and uh, and glossy photo shoots but like back in the day there used to be like smut in the back like you bring up and they were like the stories you wrote were always like a little mean but like really well done like you guys were always out there in the trenches talking about weird ass shit. uh and like uh 
that what you were going to do was you were basically the positive dirt bags of the city. Uh, and like I, I, that dirt bag positivity has been something I'm like, Oh, a return to that seems to be like what I'm best at. Cause you know, grade school, Brock wanted to be a ghostbuster, but later he got high for the first time and wanted to be Hunter S Thompson. Uh, so full circle, back in Kansas and doing that again. <laughs> so are you loving this? It's a lot more to your plate. Like you said, you got a lot more hours in the work week now. It may not have been what you're looking for, even asking for, but it's exactly maybe even what you needed. Uh, it, it is quite literally my dream job. Uh, I was in for about a month and a half and was like, you know, I've never run a paper and a staff before, but like, let's give it a go. And uh, every minute of every day is so rewarding, if not insane and frustrating. News never stops. So I haven't really shut my laptop in three years, which my wife absolutely loves when I'm, I'm typing through dinner and she's like, you could have a nine to five. And I'm like, yeah, but also she's very well aware that like this is what gets me up in the morning not as early as i get up for the morning show but still early regardless <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh it's one of those things that like um when i was little my grandfather uh he owned a, a construction company and all they do is curb and gutter just the curbs on the side of the street that's it i used to drive me to small towns in kansas and point it at like the side of roads and be like we came through Atchison here like 30 years ago and look at that curb and gutter, like no cracks. And as a kid, I was like, I do not understand the <laughs> pride that he feels in this. But like, then I had a lifetime of making a lot of things that I'm like, that's not in the real world and I can't point to it or touch it. And local journalism, it turns out, has made me feel like my grandfather because I can drive around the city and see things that we have helped make happen and talk to people whose lives we get to change by this, whether that's shuttering a business that's been God awful to their employees or helping people learn about a band that is now going on tour because like we gave them platform to helping raise money for organizations that are changing parts of the city that probably don't even get the pitch at this point. Like it's, um, it's it's wildly rewarding to see your work made manifest and like i can't think of any other job i could do outside of like a very specific nonprofit sector thing where i i think i could feel this rewarded so like yeah when the opportunity came to either buy the pitch or watch the pitch go under i was like well, I can't lose the best thing that's ever happened to me. So I'm legitimately getting goosebumps right now. That story with your grandfather. I mean, this is this is legacy, shit, man. And you know, the the future of the pitch, the legacy of the pitch is gonna now have your name under one of those bullet points. How do you all plan to not only keep a good thing going, but expanding this good thing and making it even greater? A real setback, as I mentioned, in taking this over just as pandemic set in and the entire world shut down including all of our advertisers was that uh i've never been able to pay people what they're worth until very recently and by extension i could not fully dedicate myself to seeking out the new writers and new voices because the pitch is supposed to be the voice of the city and like when i came here i was like i don't feel like we're fully representing that and and i i hope to never feel it's fully represented to uh, have the drive to be always looking for new people to work with which is the pitch is awesome because it's a place where i can find people that have an incredible perspective but like they're not going to get a chance to write their first piece of journalism at the star 
but I can sit down and work with them on something and we can get a story into the world that like no other publication in town is going to be able to get that story or that perspective. And that's the whole goal here. And now that there is sort of the financial wherewithal to be able to do so and, and, and to compensate people and to be able to work with them, like, I think that that's the legacy is to uh, fulfill the promise of being Kansas City's voice, which over 42 years, there's been times where there's been 80 people working there. There's been times where there's been four. I would like to get out of the period of like uh, six or seven full-time people and get back towards uh, one of those bustling newsrooms that makes some of the older publications a little scared. <laughs> let's talk about your folks. Yeah, let's let's brag on your folks a little bit. Since you've been there, Brock, and even before, I guess, what are some of your favorite stories, maybe some of your most important stories that maybe you haven't broke or covered, but your staff has, your, your team has? I'm thinking back to, you know, the the toxic environment at Boulevard. That was a pitch story. You all broke that and everyone else followed suit. What else are you maybe most proud of? To be anywhere in the vicinity of any words that Liz Cook has ever put onto yeah. a page yeah. uh, is to be in the presence of greatness. Uh, she's always somebody that turns the piece and I'm like, do I need to change a comma here? Maybe one comma, like it's ready to go. <laughs> I have so many excellent folks that I get to work with. Lily, Savannah, Barb, Emily, Abby, Nick. Nick's basic as our music editor. He's just been doing this for almost 35 years. <laughs> He's just so like, good at his job. Yeah, and like he just knows absolutely every human being in Lawrence and Kansas City and is somehow everywhere all at the same time. And I'm just like, I don't I I worried when I moved to Kansas City because in LA I was like a concert every two nights guy and I was like, what's gonna happen? All my bands and now all my favorite bands are here for $10 at Record Bar. And uh, my team is just absolutely incredible in the things that they're always finding and bringing out. I personally sunk two months in with Abby, our film editor, into our story about the Alamo Draft House, uh, which is one that made national attention and shut down the Alamo Draft House in Kansas City, which is now a and b theater, which I find to be a much better theater. So I, <laughs> that's a, at least I feel less bad about removing a, uh, a big theater from downtown. <laughs> yeah. So, Brock, what can we do, man? I mean... We love this paper. This paper, like you said, is the voice of Kansas City, and we don't want to see it shuttered ever. So how can we how can we get in the game? How can we help you all in the trenches as we want to keep local journalism alive, keep local culture alive? Well, boy, howdy. I, I also hope to not be the one responsible for it dying out just like I was three years ago. Depression's a hell of a thing. Reaching out, uh, if you are a business that wants to advertise with us, Andrew at thepitchkc.com. Reach out to Andrew, our president. He would love to help you. We are restarting our membership program. I know that for the last two years, membership has sort of been like, I'm poor. Please, if you can throw us a dollar. And, and one of the things we're getting to do now is start a new program that is super cheap. Uh, the first thing that we have lined up is that there will probably be home delivery of the magazine. So you no longer have to hunt the city's red boxes to find it because that's frustrating even for me. And who wants to go touch a box in the middle of pandemic? It is what it is. Just, you know, keep reading, keep enjoying at any time. Uh, Brock at the pitch kc.com. Let me know if you have something you want us to look into, just a general type of thing you want us to look at. I absolutely love weird, weird tips from absolutely psychotic individuals. We got one yesterday about chemtrails that I love so much in my heart. It's a voicemail that I've got in my phone. I will never delete it. Yeah, 
just uh, just keep an eye out for local journalism like we uh, keep an eye out for you. We're here as long as you want us here. And, uh, and as such, let us know what you want us to be. <laughs> Before I let you go, Brock, pun absolutely intended. What is your pitch for Kansas City? If you're out there, you're in L.A., or you're at a convention with all the rest of the newspaper folks, all the news men and women, what is your pitch for Kansas City? Hey, what if there was an Austin, but you could actually like park? <laughs> My wife visited for the first time and was like, this place will be Austin in 10 years. And I'm like, yeah, but for right now, the infrastructure matches the number of people. And it seems really, really nice. Let's just live here. <laughs> Brock Wilbur, he is the editor-in-chief at The Pitch. He is also the host of the Streetwise podcast and now part of the ownership group for The Pitch. My brother, please come on as many times as you want. I promise, maybe not so early next time. <laughs> but also, I started off the interview fluffing you and now i'm going to beg because you mentioned those red boxes and if we're doing home delivery you may not need as many of those red boxes and all i'm saying brock is if you need someone to give one of those red boxes to i will take said red box off your hands i tell you they make an excellent beer fridge uh i will show you how to do it i have one in my backyard thank you for this and thank you for what you do you have an open invite my friend all right so have an awesome day thanks bud Your style is unorthodox, but effective. The KC Morning Show. My friends, we are talking climate, and I think this is so important. In fact, I think it's important for everybody, but especially here in the Midwest, where I feel like sometimes we get left out of the conversation. I mean, we've got plenty of space for windmills, but I just don't think that, I don't know, I, I don't think we're realizing that the call to action is now. I know someone that is, and that is the mayor of Roland Park. His name is Mike Kelly. He's also the chair of the KC Regional Climate Action Plan, and right now, he's on your KC Morning Show. Mr. Mayor, Mike Kelly, welcome. All right, so good morning. Thanks for having me. Tell us about all of this. You have been filling me in, I'm not kidding, literally for years now, and we've been trying to make this work, and we finally got a chance to circle back, and what you have is so important. It is vital. It's I mean, it's it's life, literally. And this plan, it's extensive. It is well thought out. I think it's practical. Tell me more about it. Well, thanks, Hartzell. And I appreciate that it's taken us a minute to get together, but that's because you're doing so many good things. And uh, I'm happy to be on here talking with you about the Climate Action Plan. You know, really, Kansas City has this unique necessity and opportunity. When, when we were getting together, those of us who were local elected officials, we got elected in 2017, started talking about what we could do not only for our own cities, but at a regional level to tackle the climate crisis, we realized there was huge necessity. You think about climate and some people talk about New York or they talk about LA and, you know, it, it's a coastal problem. It's not true. There was a thing called the Climate Disruption Index and it ranked all the metropolitan areas in terms of how much they were going to feel the impacts of the changing climate. And I was shocked when Kansas City was ranked fifth of all the major metro areas across the country fifth because of what they saw with the impacts of drought and flooding and the urban heat island effects. So there's really a need for us to, to do something about it. But luckily, there are so many good things that we can do that all have not only a positive impact on our environment, but have a huge return on investment. They improve our public health. They improve our quality of life. And they make Kansas City a better place. So we thought, what can we do as this group of local elected officials 
to take a regional approach to climate change. And so we got together and worked with a group called the Global Covenant of Mayors in the IUC, the International Urban Cooperation Initiative of the European Union, and created a bit of a pilot project. And it was the first time that the Global Covenant had uh, taken on a regional picture to climate change. Because in Kansas City, yeah, some of us might live in Kansas City, Missouri, or Roland Park, Kansas, but we're back and forth over the state line every day. We all eat barbecue. We all cheer for the chiefs. And we're really one big community here. And the water that we drink or the air that we breathe isn't going to stop at state line. So we need to work together on this. And so we took this regional picture and we had this regional plan. We did an emissions inventory for the entire region. We did a climate risk and vulnerability assessment, which was really cool and interesting. We had over a thousand people come together and touch this plan in some uh, phase or another prioritizing, being an expert on various topics. And we put together this plan that'll help us reach net zero carbon emissions in Kansas City by 2050. It has some sub goals of reaching energy generation net zero by 2035. And all local governments practicing what we preach being leaders are going to go net zero by 2030. Before we dig into the plan that you have laid out, what is going on now? Is anything going on now absolutely there are so many good things that are going on and that's one of the ways we made sure we, we framed this plan is a recognition that there's a lot of good work going on by a lot of dedicated people throughout the kc metro region whether it be nonprofits like bridging the gap or groundworks nrg or by different cities like kc mo like Roland Park, people are already doing good things that have an impact on the climate, but they're doing it for its own sake because it either saves money or it helps people have more quality of life. Think of uh, solar, for an example. Uh, at Roland Park City Hall, we put up a solar array on our city hall and our community center, and we put up a parking structure in the parking lot at City Hall where we could charge electric fleet vehicles, and we're going to pilot an electric police cruiser this next year. This array not only helps us offset all the energy from City Hall and the community center, it's going to save us $800,000 over the next 20 years. So there's a lot of good things that are, are going on already. And it was really just a matter of helping people frame it in a way where they realize, hey, we're already doing some good things. This whole uh, idea of uh, climate isn't going to be some big global cabal that tells us we can't eat cheeseburgers or barbecue. Instead, it's really just recognizing the good things we're doing, putting some momentum and intention behind those, ramping those up, and helping people be able to make good decisions. So sometimes it's working together and finding ways to collectively procure new trees. If we all go out and buy these trees together, we're going to get a better deal. Sometimes it's working together on like a, a river restoration project because the river is going to go through so many different cities. One of the really interesting things we saw from our emissions inventory, 63% uh, of all the emissions that come from Kansas City come from a building. People wow. think, oh, this is just coming out of the tailpipe, which is true. And transportation is a huge portion of this. And, you know, there's good groups like Bike Walk KC, even the KCATA that's working on 
how can we get to zero fare, zero emission transit? That's so crucial. But buildings, it was a huge recognition for, I think, a lot of people. So we put a lot of intention behind that and we created something called the Building Energy Exchange. And what that does is try to create this ecosystem for built structures and, and make them high-performing buildings. And in doing so, we can really help people not only save money on utilities, give them more comfortable homes. We can make sure that the buildings are better protecting them from the elements. You know, we, we think about Kansas City and, and, you know, Hartzell, you and I being natives know that we could get Houston summers or Minneapolis winters sometimes within the same month, right? We're trying to help people make sure they know what they can do for their buildings and then be intentional about how we help cities spend their resources. And really, we want to do that equitably too. We know that the low income multifamily housing is inevitably the one that has the highest energy burden. And so we want to be intentional about helping that, uh, addressing those needs uh, because it can have the biggest impact on Kansas City. If anyone wants to follow along, you can go to kcmetroclimateplanned.org. You know, I think so much, Mike, about the conversation on climate, the environment. For the longest time, it was framed as if we're going to personal responsibility our way out of this. You know, we're going to solve climate change by recycling our cups. And that's just not really how it goes. And I love that one of the first bullet points on the climate mitigation strategies is investment, investing in renewable energy. And I'm just wondering if you can help me If you can help me kind of sort out, you know, what can we do, especially in the Midwest, so that when people see the word investment, they don't think that we're spending unnecessarily on climate when, in fact, we are really investing in ourselves. It's insurance. It's literally life insurance for us. Well, you're absolutely right, Hartzell. It's really improper for us not to invest in these things. You know, people talk about being good fiscal stewards of taxpayer dollars, right? Why wouldn't you spend your hard-earned community resources on the things that are not only going to make your community safer, but are going to save you money. It's silly. Renewable energy has the biggest return on investment of any energy source that's out there. It is the cleanest energy source. It's the most efficient energy source. And it also helps us save money. You talk about insurance. We were out in DC. We were speaking with the House Select Committee on the Climate Crisis. And right before us was Moody's, the insurance bond rating company. And they had just acquired uh, a company called 427. It's a data analytics firm. And it dawned on a lot of elected officials that how resilient we make our communities, how climate resilient we make our communities is going to have a direct impact on our bond ratings, how we're able to bounce back from flood or tornadoes or the impacts of climate change is going to be directly tied to how we're going to be able to borrow for our projects. And there's no shortage of studies, whether it be the the Brookings Institute or, or, or others that show you that infrastructure investments have a huge return on investment. That's why I'm so proud of Representative Cleaver and Representative Davids on getting that bipartisan infrastructure bill passed and hopefully getting some of that to come to Kansas City. So really, you know, investment is crucial, but it's also investing in the right people that are going to make the decisions for our collective dollars that are going to help us get that federal money to Kansas City so that we can shape Kansas City for the future. You know, it's it's been such a great community that has fostered me, fostered you. It's our turn 
to make those good decisions, to be intentional, and to help set Kansas City up for the next 30 years. And a huge portion of that is investing in resilience in climate mitigation. And I hope this isn't too much of a, a tangent, but you mentioned that bipartisan infrastructure bill and the Democrats did such a terrible job of telling us what's inside of it, in theory, should be heading our way. Since no one knows what's in the bill, could you tell us, Mike, what are some things in there that, that relates to climate change and how maybe we might see some of that in our area here in KC in Roland Park? Well, uh, I'm really hoping that within the infrastructure bill, there's an opportunity for Kansas City as a metropolitan region to, to work together to seek some of that funding. Because just like when you talk about the watershed, the you know our transportation plan doesn't stop right at the the state line. In fact, it's got to work together. And so if we're going to be able to work together and seek some of these funds for, say, electrical vehicle charging stations and helping build out the network of electrical vehicle charging stations, if we're able to help build better bridges in our community that include maybe some bike lanes that can support public transportation like a streetcar that doesn't just go north-south from uh, downtown down to the plaza, but maybe a little east-west action. I think people would uh, really like that. You know something I found really interesting? Back in 1950, there used to be 350 million trips by rail in the KC metro region, all the way out to Olathe and all throughout the metro area. It is possible. It's just what's the kind of community that we want to create for the next generation of Kansas Cityans? And so good quality public transportation that's zero fare, zero emission is something that we can work towards and utilizing federal funding through the infrastructure bill, maybe with a little build back better, if we can get some people aligned on that bill is also a generational opportunity for Kansas City if we're willing to take it. I got to circle back again because I wrote this note down the European Union question mark. So go back to this event in April. (laughs) How the hell is this happening? This this seems significant. How do we get involved with the European Union? And what, again, is this event? Well, so when we talked about the Regional Climate Action Plan, we wanted to take this regional approach, right? Because we knew we would have too many gaps in between and be too much legwork for every city in the metro area to do their own climate plan. And so we tried to find somebody who would be willing to not only help us create this plan, but, uh, you know, help with the, the funding because it takes a significant amount of man hours, but also expertise to be able to create this emissions inventory, risk and vulnerability assessment uh, and action plan. And so we found a, a good partner in that IUC program from the European Union. They've recognized that they can do as much as they can in Europe to try to mitigate the impacts of climate change. And they can get their you know, emissions down as low as possible. But if the rest of the world doesn't go with them, it's not going to matter. We're all one big planet. So they've really been intentional about putting some action together to spread the, some strategies and some assistance to other places around the world that need it. And so we created that pilot project here for regional climate planning for American regions. Kansas City's got 2.2, 2.3 million people in the metro area, you know, about half a million, 550 in KCMO, about 600,000 in Johnson County, and, you know, more throughout the region. If we just created a climate plan for KCMO, that would have been great. But if we take this regional plan, that's 2.2 million. And so they started us on this pilot project. And we also started pilots in Washington, D.C., in their metro area, in Chicagoland, in Denver, in the Twin Cities. And all of these regions created 
climate action plans. So now we're bringing all of these people together, as well as a number of other regions from North America and from Europe to Kansas City in April so that we can collaborate, uh, learn best lessons, identify emerging trends, and really just kind of expedite the good things that others have going on. Not only have two full days of working sessions in April, but then on April 9th, we're going to have our Climate Action Summit. And that's kind of the, the celebration that we have for Kansas City, where we get to not only discuss some of the good things that we've done, but also discuss where we want to go. What's the kind of community we want to create? We've got some amazing speakers, some artists that are going to perform. It's going to be a, a great opportunity. You can go to Climate Action KC and learn more about the summit. We're ready to welcome the world to Kansas City. we got a lot of good things to show off here. I think you realize that. My brother, what are the next steps? What do we do? How do we make this plan a thing? How do we put this plan into action? What can we do? There's levels of involvement for anybody and everybody. Everybody has a sphere of influence. And, and you know, you can start in, in your own house. You can work in your neighborhood associations and your churches. You can work in your schools. You can work advocating to your elected officials. Nobody realizes the impact that they have on their local elected officials until they send an email, until they go to your council members or your mayor's office. We don't get nearly enough calls or emails in good faith of people wanting to help make the community a better place. And those really do have a huge impact. And, and local government matters. It's that closest level of government to people where elected officials can roll up their sleeves and actually get some good things done. You want to talk about impacts on the kitchen table, it's local and county government that has that immediate impact that you can see and feel. So people can go to the plan, find where they are passionate and, and get involved, whether that be through a committee in Climate Action KC in helping their own sphere of influence take advantage of some of these plans, whether it be renewable energy or building efficiency or native plantings or new trees, and they could take some of the good policy that's in there and tell their elected officials to get involved, get involved in Climate Action KC, update your building codes, be intentional about how you, you spend your dollars. When you, when you build a new building, make sure it's LEED certified. Ask them to invest in you know community compost or glass recycling. There's a lot of things that we can do together if we so choose. If you really want a bit of hope, Read Project Drawdown. It's a cool book. We had Paul Hawken at our last summit. He got a great team together. They did the, the monster math where they had economists, uh, climate scientists look at 80 different climate solutions. And by utilizing these 80 different solutions that exist today, not only could the world bring down its carbon emissions levels to where it was in 1950, but collectively we'd save $3 trillion dollars. Why wouldn't we do it? Yeah, I think we've kind of created a little microcosm model of that with the climate action plan in Kansas City. And I'm just excited for more people to, to get involved. Well, Mike, I think we can both agree that politics is local. And in this town, we spell local with a K and a C. And I cannot think of anything more hyper-local than climate. Mm -hmm. This KC Regional Climate Plan, like I said, it's important. It's vital. It is it is what we need. It is literally life or death, my friends. And I say that not to scare you, but to really just let you know that this is real. It's happening. And thank you, Mike Cully and team, for, for trying to get the ball rolling on this. Because every day we don't put some of these things into practice is another day that we're, we're late. And, and Hartzell, thank you for, for letting us talk about it a little bit. And I think the, the, the message I want to leave people with is that 
there are good things happening. Mm-hmm. We're, we're on our way. We've identified good strategies and there are good people here that have been working on it, that have been working on it for decades. Yeah, the impetus is now. We've got to expedite these actions. But the good thing is, is that we can. We've got the team. We've got the mindset. We've got the, the region. We've got the city. You know, you talk about the K and the C and this heart that we have in Kansas City. It's here and, and it's ready to go. So as long as people are willing to stand up and say what they believe in and are willing to work a little bit, we're going to have amazing opportunities come to Kansas City for the future and more good things. So I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it and welcome you, welcome everybody who listens to the KC Morning Show to be a part of the climate action team in Kansas City and just excited to show Kansas City off to the world. Mike Kelly, he is the mayor of Roland Park. He's part of the KC Regional Climate Action Plan, which you can find at kcmetroclimateplan.org. Also, if you're interested in that Climate Action Summit put on in part by the European Union, oh my goodness, that's big time, that is happening on April 9th, and all those details can be found at climateactionkc.com. Mike Kelly, thank you, my brother. Come back as many times as you want and come back and give us updates, you know, come back and let us know what else we can do and how things are going. Hartzell, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much for the time as always. Thanks for all you do for our hometown and let's go Chiefs. Go Chiefs! Whoa. Oh, mercy, mercy me. All things and what they used to be now. Where did all the blue skies go? Poison is the wind that blows from the north and south and south. Oh, mercy, mercy, me. All things and what they used to be lost. Oil wasted on the oceans and upon our seas. Fish full of mercury. Oh, oh mercy, mercy, me. Radiation underground and in the sky Animals and birds who live nearby Oh, mercy, mercy, All things and what they used to be Heard about this overcrowded land How much more be you from me? Can't you stand
You're listening to the KC Morning Show.